What are you squeaking? It's my chair. Oh, really? I need to get like, yeah, I need to get like either a new chair or like WD forty or something. <laughs> WD forty is probably going to be cheaper, I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. Please tell me that's not going to happen. All recording. I'm trying to stop it by making sure that I can't move the chair, but it's hard. Hang on. You don't. You don't. You don't get any like olive oil or anything. You can just hang on. Hang on. Oh, I found the squeak. <laughs> I think. Hang on. There it is. I think I have found it. Good. Can you do anything about it, or is it just going to fucking do that? I, but I still don't know where, like, where I would put something to. Hang on. <laughs> I'm going to use this olive oil that I have. It's not olive oil. It's rapeseed oil, but. It's probably the same thing, right? Basically the same. It's an instant oil. I'm googling to see if this is a good idea. What, putting rapeseed oil on a chair? Probably not. I mean, there's a lot of... Yeah, anyway. It's the sacrifices I make for art. Right, where would you put this? (laughs) Just cover it. it Just cover the hole. Where's the hinge? There are several hedges, that's the problem. Canola oil works fine, which is, I think, rapeseed oil. I think it's the same thing. Is it? I think so. Well, that's good, because I've already poured a fuck ton on my chair. <laughs> there. There. <laughs> I think this image of you with the hose of rapeseed oil to just pour that on every joint you can find on this chair. There. That's probably there. There. Alright. Here. I done it! Does it work? <laughs> Think so. Yes! I'm a genius! High vitamin E as well, so it's got to be good for the chair. Oh, totally. Yes, entirely. <laughs> All right, let's 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 create audio magic. <laughs> now that your chair is no longer part of the audio. Now that I, yeah, now that I won't create nightmares. Sure. Gentlemen, it is the 25th of July 2017, and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name's Callum. And I have seen the future, and I never want to leave because. You have to leave, though, because it's like you need to eat and stuff. Yeah, but like you can just feed it through a straw, right? Like you don't actually need to eat. I wonder how your wife would feel about that. That's true. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. So we're just going to go. She would be the one that has to do it. Yeah, it's true. We don't actually have a blender, so that's probably not. I don't know. I just get this image of her like force feeding you hamburgers while you play super hot now. Yeah. Just like shoving it down your throat while you're like gun catting everywhere. That would there, be weird. There was a moment where I 
where time kind of didn't exist. And this was outside of Superhot. This is not a joke. Like, <laughs> there was a moment where it was three o'clock in the afternoon and then it was eight o'clock at night. And, like, I was just not... Time just passed. It and... just passed. It did, like, the civilization thing of, like, oh, God, okay, right. Um, let, okay, let's get into this. I bought a VR headset. Yeah, you did. Um... I think we. I, I knew you would as well. The second that you were like, "Oh, look, they've reduced the price on the Oculus," I was like, yeah. "He's going to buy fucking one of these." And I got a message from you about later that was like, "Oh, have you seen the Oculus thing?" I was like, "Yep." Yeah. You were like, "Oh, and I, I've like thought about it." I was like, "Well, you're going to buy one." Like, no, 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 I need to ask my wife and stuff. It's like, no, you're going to buy one. And I got a photo of you with it in your basket. And I was like. Yeah, you're probably gonna buy one, and then I saw a message for you. It's like, yeah, I bought one. Like, no shit, of course you bought one. It was the the least surprising thing possible, I think. No, no one was shocked by it. You made it seem like some big revelation, but, but it, no it, one was shocked. It's like it kind of was because it's one of those things that is just like it seems so. It, it's been so out of my reach for such a long time, and I was just like, this is never gonna be a thing. I've come to terms with that idea, and then so yes, so I, I can't remember if we mentioned it. I think it happened after the last recording, but. Um, Oculus are having had a summer sale, so they dropped the price of the headset and the touch controller bundle to three nine nine pounds. Yeah, um, which puts it squarely at the same price as PlayStation VR, which I would have picked up if that thing had worked, like at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, this is a proper VR setup. It is within a price range that is achievable, possibly, and. I was like, oh, fuck it, I did it. And it was a good thing I did, because I went back the day after I'd actually hit buy on it to show someone and say, yeah, look, like, this is on... I bought it from Scan Computers, which is a really good website if you're looking for PC, PC yeah, stuff, by good. the way. Yes. Um, I went back on, I was like, yeah, they're 309, completely sold out. It's like, oh, shit, okay. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I, then I went on Amazon, and they were sold out, and I was like, oh, okay. I literally hit the button at just the right time for me to actually get this. Um... So yeah, so how bummed would you have been if you'd went back if you'd like waited a day and you'd went back and it was all gone? Yeah, it would have been, but it, it, it was just the universe telling me that I shouldn't have bought it in the first place. Yeah. But that's fine. But um, so yeah, so I picked it up um, and it's kind of incredible. It is. Yep. So we should get we should get the tech stuff at the road first. It tech works. It works exactly as they said it worked, and yep. it. There's a moment when. I'm- I'm yet to use this thing, so this yeah. is all you. So we're, um, we're, we're yeah. But you've used a Vive before, right? So you have, I've used a Vive, yeah. yeah. Okay. I understand so, like, the the process that you'll have gone through. Yeah. So I'm speaking. I'm VR speaking kind of VR VR generalities at the minute, but like, there's a moment. The first time, well, there's, there's two big moments that stuck out to me. First was like, I watched you boot this thing up. Yeah, so yeah. So, but, it was t- the, but this was after I'd stopped with you when I was like, okay, yeah. let's actually play something and play something where you have to pick things up. And there was a moment when I started where I kept going, "What is the button to pick things up?" Which doesn't you make said that sense. A lot while I was watching you, yeah. yeah. Um, where you're like, "There's something in front of me, and I want to pick up. What's the button to pick something up?" And he's like, "There is no button. You just fucking pick it up." So yeah, you could walk over to it and put your hand over it. And yeah, so like the, for people who haven't seen the the Oculus Touch controllers, they are like kind of like kind of trigger handles. So they've got a trigger and a kind of um, a button, kind of slightly further down, kind of like an R two button, but like bigger that covers your your kind of middle finger and fourth finger. 
Um, yeah. And there's a ring around it that can detect the position of your thumb and your the your index finger inside the ring. So when you want to pick something up, you squeeze the trigger and the middle trigger button, and like as if you're grabbing something, right? And you just yeah. pick shit up. And it took a while, a while to stop thinking about it in terms of buttons and start thinking of it as just do the thing. And um, that was insane. And then like two days into actually like really getting to grips with the thing i did the thing that everyone does in vr where you're crouched down doing something and you try and put your hand on a table that doesn't exist to pull yourself up yeah that's that's a weird feeling which is a bizarre feeling um you immediately just put your hand through it and then you it's weird because it's not like you don't do it comically i mean they expect that you put your hand through a table then fall over and everybody would laugh what happens as you do it your hand goes to the table and you jar a little bit and then go, oh yeah, fucking course, I'm in VR. Yeah, your, your, brain, up. your brain freaks out for a second and then you go, oh, okay, right, yes, of course, okay, yes, this yeah, of course is not that actually happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so, and as someone who does not like travelling in cars because I get quite easily motion sick, like, apart from one very specific example, I did not get motion sick the entire week yeah. and a half or whatever it was I was using it. Um, but the moment when you start getting motion sick is the moment when your brain freaks out and apart from one specific game um, the only time I felt ill was when the the tech failed for whatever reason so like there was a couple of moments where especially if you're going from a Steam VR game back into the Oculus VR kind of home space thing where the the Steam VR view will lock for like a second, like it'll stop for a second and then kick back into mm-hmm. the Oculus one. If you're moving while that happens, it's kind of terrifying how quickly you start to feel ill because your your head's not supposed to do that like at all. Yeah. Um and it just your brain just entirely loses it. It it understands that like no this is not right and just it goes straight for me anyway, it goes straight for my it's- stomach and it's like Nope. Yeah, because because a lot of this stuff is just hitting very core things in your like brain body communication that have been there for your entire life, and then suddenly you're changing how it all works or restricting something that shouldn't be restricted or something. Else, so your brain completely freaks out because it's just entire. It's a whole new thing that it's not used to. Totally. So just, but like, yeah. but also the the other the flip side of that is like when it is working properly, like your brain just accepts it because you're looking around at this and your view is changing the way it should change and mm-hmm. stuff is close enough to you where like if something comes forward you kind of freak out a little bit if you're not expecting it like it's it totally sells the illusion and it's kind of incredible so those the oculus screen both the oculus and the vive their screens are i think it's 1280 by no it's 12 I can't remember what it is, but it's rel- like in terms of what we're used to day to day, they are relatively low re- low resolution screens in them. But like because of the way it does it, it kind of doesn't matter because you put it on and for about ten or fifteen seconds, you're like, oh, this is a little bit pixely. This is weird. And then yeah, once you're in something that is recognizable, it all just goes away and it's just like, oh yeah, yeah. This is- it- yeah, your brain just sort of, I don't know what happens, but something, your brain just sort of fills in the gaps. And it, yeah, it's just... really good at filling in the gaps for stuff. And it's why yeah. when things don't work right, like, 
And it's, it's weird as well because so the the Steam VR it was lucky that I when I got, I got it when I did because Steam VR had just started their beta for Steam Home or whatever it's called Steam Home VR mm. yeah, but like normally with Steam VR up until recently it was just like Steam big picture modes floating in front of you and you would launch games from that but then they they've started adding they've created a beta they're they're running a beta for their where they have like a home space like it's a house with stuff yeah. in it and then you have a big screen you can launch games out of and all this kind of stuff and it's good it's good shit you can pick up like in the game in the mm. in the house so you can pick stuff up and toss it around but then you can grab it with two hands and if you pull it apart it you can scale it as well so there's like a there's like a dinosaur like a dinosaur soft toy on there i was like tossing it around it's fun and then i scaled it and scaled it too far and let it go and it was suddenly this huge thing in the house and it was just like yeah so like things when it doesn't behave the way you expect it to because everything else is entirely believable it freaks you out a little bit um but yeah apart from that like the the, so the the tracking as well because it's with the the touch controllers you've got two sensors so the oculus has is the one with sensors that need to be plugged in from usb um my pc was super specific about the usb ports i think that's probably just my pc but i had so when i when i first got it and I was talking to you, I had you on, so I had a webcam plugged in so you could yeah. see me and then I plugged yeah. everything else in and it was fine. When I shut my PC down and came back to it the following morning, one of the sensors just wasn't working. Like Oculus came up and was like, no, one of the sensors is just not responding, not tracking at all. And I was like, I was unplugging sensors and plugging them back in, trying different ports, nothing. As soon as I unplugged the webcam, everything was flawless. Like it seems like, oh, there's, weird. It seems like there's a the amount of traffic going over the USB hub is just like... It's too much. For I, some I mean, it's a it's a lot of USB power. So yeah, going so into those things to get the headset plus the two touch controllers working with two sensors. It is an HDMI and a USB three for the headset, a USB for each sensor as well, which has to be USB threes. Yeah. So that's like three USB three slots already. Yeah. Um, and what was there's something else as well. I can't even remember, but there's there's something else. Oh, and uh, if you want to use a the, the the Xbox One controller that comes with it, that's another USB slot, but that can go in a two, and that's fine. Um, okay. But yes, and the setup is actually a lot. It make once you've done it once, it makes a lot of sense how you do it. So you you set it up, you make sure. You oh, just did like the draw the room thing. Yeah. So do? like yeah. again, because of the because of the touch stuff, it's just it's slightly nearer than normal. But you basically you just. You hold, you grab one of the touch controllers, and once it's picked up where it is, you just draw your space. Like you literally hold the trigger on the thing and draw the space around it, and you can mm-hmm. continue to fill it in as you get there and uh, as you get to the edges, and you can go over it a couple of times. It's actually much nicer than the Steam VR one. The Steam VR one is is the same principle, but if the, if it loses tracking for one of the handsets or for one of the controllers, or you don't complete the circle it makes you start again. Like, you have to yeah. do it in one move. Whereas with the Oculus one, you're kind of painting your space. And it yeah, still works it was like, it. when I saw you doing it, you were, like, filling out your play area, which was some weird, like, oblongy shape. And it, yeah. you could see it in the background, like, fitting its model to... Yeah, it's really good at that. Could. Pretty good, yeah. So, like, in terms of space, I had a... The, the, the area, the biggest area I could get was 2 meter by 1.5 meters. So two meters wide, one point five back, and that's rated as moderate. I think it's two yeah. by two is the the large thing. So I only had the moderate space, which is still a lot of space, as it turns out. Like, it, like 
people were not joking about the like hey if you want the full experience like two by two is doesn't sound like a huge amount of space but once you actually see it in the place where you live it is a lot of space um to take up um but yeah so the tech works but that's not the reason why we're here the reason why we're here is to talk about the games that are involved in it yeah so there's some stuff things that you've been spending your virtual time on yeah um so the stuff i stuff i played um job simulator which is something i'd seen a lot of but seemed like a good way to get to grips with the actual like reaching out and grabbing stuff and throwing stuff and yeah like, it's the it's the like it's the what should be or it was a pack-in for the vive wasn't it like you got it when you bought a vive headset when you bought a vive yes it was a pack yeah it's like it's a really good like pack-in hey let's explain what the fuck this thing is yeah and, it, game and, it, and it's got and it's got enough i think the two things going for it is it's got enough kind of like freedom for you to just fuck around in and also, yeah, like, exactly, yeah. Which is exactly also, what you want. You're like, okay, I understand how this works now. Let's just see what we can do. And yeah, just but it does, but it does give like. you objectives if you want to actually, like, if you need to be slightly more guided at the start. Like, it is like, here's some stuff to do. But if you want to just give up and you can just start throwing yeah. things. Um, I liked yeah. how the first thing, the first time I watched you play it, and the first thing you thought of that was like, okay, let's see what this work was like, throw something up and pass it between your hands. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what made you think that was the test for VR. There was, was like, like, can I pass this in between my Honestly, hands? Honestly, like, there, there's a, there, every single time, there's a couple of games that let you do this. Most games actually let you do it. But anytime you can toss something up in the air with one hand and catch it in the other, that is such an insane test for what that stuff can do. Because... Is that actually, like, on a... On like a I was going to say code level, but on like an engine level, is that actually like an impressive thing? No, it's got nothing to, to do with it. To. No, it's got absolutely nothing to do with the game itself. It's a test of the tech, like the VR tech, because you need to be able to, your eye needs to be able to judge where it's going to go and get your hand in the right position in virtual reality to catch the thing. So, and yeah. all, and you need to be able to react quick enough and it needs to behave in the way you think it's going to behave. And when all of that works, like, I'm just tossing mugs backwards and forwards between fake virtual mugs, like, backwards and forwards yeah. in my hand. And it totally works every single time and it's nuts. Like, it's, it shows how accurate that thing is and how responsive it is to your movements. Um, so yeah, Job Simulator is, is Job Simulator. Like, everyone who's watched any VR on the internet has probably seen it. It's, you, it's a, it's a museum where jobs no longer exist and you can now go to this museum and pretend what it was like to have a job when you were human. And there was a terrifying moment where the first one I did was the office worker one and a lot of the things that you do in the office worker one I had done that week. Like, yeah, literally. it's weird, right? It was real yeah. weird. Like, there's a, there's one of the, the, the tasks in it is you need to make a presentation. Um, so you fire up fake PowerPoint and start making slides. It's like, I did this on Wednesday. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's um, what you do. Totally. Um, but it's it's great fun. It is a good thing for you to get in, and it's very good at not doing anything that is too intensive or in your face. Because I very quickly realised stuff in your face, if you're not expecting it, is real off putting for when you start in VR. You mean like that time that the alien showed up in right. the tech demo? And okay, you, like, I you got lo- your pants. I got a lot of shit for this, but you did not know what it was like, right? So. No, I don't, but at the same time, it probably wasn't as bad as you were making it. It probably wasn't, right? So when you do the, the, when you set up your Oculus, when you set up your Oculus and you do the first kind of like, oh, I've got the headset and it tracks fine and I can see and all this kind of stuff. It says, would you like to see, like, like, 
we're now going to put you in some VR experiences so you can get used to it. And the first one is like, oh, cool, this is just like scenery and this looks fucking awesome and my head's tracking and this is great. This is the first time I've ever put VR, well, the second time I've really had some time with VR. Yeah. Um, it's like, this is fucking awesome. Fades to black. Second thing comes up. There's just an alien, like, two foot away from me, standing there with huge eyes waving at me. And it was so sudden and unexpected it was so it, it was so right in front of you it was, and it that, was that, there. that yeah. thing was right in front of me and i had to i took a step back and went this is nope uh yeah they, i'm watching you do that the amount of things you go in i don't like this nope and I just yeah. scared, so the, that one like that that one eventually like once i realized what was happening i was like okay this is fine this is weird because this thing's really high detailed and it's not that far away from me um that was fine. The third thing was like some... I can't even remember what the third thing was. And then the fourth thing, they put you in like a big kind of museum-like space and you hear thumps and at the end of the corridor, a T-Rex turns the corner and I go, nope, and immediately skip that one. Because it's like, that thing, is gonna, baby. that thing is going to... That thing is going to come up in my face and I'm not ready for that yet because this is literally the first... The biggest sure. experience I've had with VR and I was not ready for that. So... So yes, job simulators are a really good way to get people in and say like, here's a bunch of stuff, like everything expe- reacts the way you expect it to and there's enough kind of we- uh, like secret stuff in there that you can like, I wonder what happens if, and they've probably thought about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a really, really good one to, to start people with. But again, everyone's kind of seen that. Um, super hot VR, the, yeah. f- the first kind of proper video game that's in there the real the, the real video game yeah you shoot some guns um, yeah you shoot people in the face yeah. so it's a real video game so it is it is a totally new game but it is it is more super hot it is a first person shooter where time moves when you move so yeah we have talked it, about it before on we have the podcast. To, yeah yeah so it works exactly the same in first person where if you are not moving your head or your hands time is stopped and in order for you to move time on, you need to move something. So every time you reach out to grab something, time kind of moves very slowly. Every time you fire a gun, it has a kind of jolt of, of movement. Um, the thing about Super Hot VR was it was a lot more difficult than I expected it to be. And it's not necessarily... Is that, is that because you don't have a reticle and you're actually having to aim? Kind of. like it... That's part of it. But also like... You would think I mean, parts of it are easier, where it's easier to dodge the bullets coming at you because you can see them and deal with them because they're in 3D yeah. space now, so you can deal with dodging them. But the problem is, like, yes, the fact that you have to physically aim stuff makes it more difficult to hit people. Um, yeah. And also, like, throwing objects, like throwing, like, knives and ninja stars and stuff like that. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of, for this game specifically, there's not a lot of um, auto-aim on that stuff. Like throwing, oh, nin- okay. throwing ninja stars is difficult, but it means that when you fucking nail it, it is great. You feel like a god. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of really good moments in there that are designed to make you feel amazing. So there's the start of yeah. one of the levels where because a lot of levels start. In fact, all the levels start with completely white, and there's some kind of object in front of you, and the level starts when you grab the object. So. One of the levels that's there. Yeah, it's like a pyramid or whatever. No, no, that's how you end it. So when you end it, a pyramid appears and you you crush the pyramid and that moves you on to the next bit. But to start, it's completely white and when you grab the the thing in front of you is when it is. So one of the levels in front of you, there's two knives in front of you and you grab the two knives and once you grab the two knives, there are just two guys standing right next to you. 
Like as soon as the world fades in, they're right there. Oh yeah. So, so you just go stab. So you so it got to the point where, and again, like you have to do the levels in a run, and if it's one hit kill, so you end up repeating the start of those levels quite a lot, and you end up getting into this flow of like, okay, you pick this, you throw this, you grab this, and then you can get this guy and this guy, but then you throw the gun to disarm that guy before he shoots you. You end up in this kind yeah. of rhythm as it goes on. So I played that level enough where I could grab the knives and immediately just like t-pose out with the knives which would get them both immediately in the head while looking straight forward and i felt like the coolest motherfucker you've ever seen it was great um and you can do things like if there are guys coming towards you like running at you with pistols you can dodge out the way the bullet and grab the pistol out their hand and then just shoot them with it which never stopped being cool through that entire thing and throwing stuff is good i was how is the whole thing where so because time only moves when you move the the, the the things I've seen other people play where it's like you do a bunch of stuff and then you need to do something where the guy's a bit too far away so you just sort of stand in place and do this like look at Karacha thing with your hands you do you, yeah I, the way I ended up doing it quite a lot was um, just kind of like spinning my hand like as if I'm yeah like, just like as if I'm doing like a jog wheel, like I'm waiting. Yeah, kind of. Oh right, okay. Um, and that was really good, especially when you're hiding behind something, waiting for something to come out. You're just like spinning, 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 and then he's there, and you just grab the fucking gun. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome. It is. Yeah, it seems really, really so cool. cool. But it is actually there is a lot of you need to really think about your positioning and the order you do stuff, and it becomes a lot more kind of strategic rather than just a shooter. Because you need to yeah. like get the stuff in the right order and make sure you get that shot. The panic when you miss the throw is like, oh god, just grab stuff around you and chuck it at people. Um, the one thing it doesn't do is it doesn't play back. Like you don't, you you can't see what you did outside of VR, like in real time, because that would be amazing. Um, uh, that might be a bit disorientating. That's so yeah, you would it. not be able to do it actually in VR, but yeah. uh, like it'd be cool to see it outside of VR. Just watch it. Um, so yeah, um, super hot is more super hot, but it's it's added to yeah. by by VR. It's, it's amazing. So speaking of shooters, the opposite side of super hot is Robo Recall, which yeah. which is probably the most intensive bit of video game I've ever played. Like it is, it is utterly incredible. It is just like okay. nothing else I've ever done. So Robo Recall is from Epic. It's the Unreal Engine people, and they made a VR game that is free if you have Oculus Touch controllers. It's done in Unreal Engine 4, and it is like, so it's a first-person shooter, right? You have, you, but it, and it's all in real time with a kind of yeah. really cool kind of like arcade, like 80s arcade overlay on the top of it. Where you've got like an AI. It's not sort of like wave based. It's, it's more about you standing in place and dealing so with a bunch of stuff and then moving. And then... Definitely initially, it's about like you stand in a place and robots will run at you and you can take them out from there. And especially at the start, where sure. you've got your two pistols and your two shotguns. So the way they do, um, it's interesting to see how different games handle the kind of restraints that you have to be in VR, where like, um, so in terms of in terms of something like Robo Recall they kind of just throw reality completely at the window. So you start with um, your default loadout is two pistols and two shotguns. And the pistols are on your... They, they start in holsters on your hips. And to pull them out, you grab them from your hips and you pull them out. 
So then yeah. the next question with a lot of these games is how do you reload? In terms of like something like Robo Recall, you don't. You throw the guns away and new ones are teleported into your holsters. Yeah, that was awesome. Which I remember, is, I've never seen that stuff where it was just is, like, oh, don't worry about losing your guns because we'll just automatically teleport them to your hip. Yeah, so there's so a you're couple... You're just doing the, the Matrix thing of like firing guns, throwing them, pulling them Every right single time. And... So you end up with some really amazing moments where like... You're just like you pull guns out. You just empty the entire clip. You throw them out. You grab more. And after an exceptionally like intense firefight, at your feet is just piles of guns, just piles yeah. of empty guns. Um, and so you've got your two pistols in your hip, and you've got your sh- two shotguns on your back, which you could reach over and grab. Um, and they start with like three bullets per per gun, and you just toss them away, and new ones new ones come in as well. But there are enough moments of like unexpected dude right next to you and you just grab a shotgun and point it directly at his head and just blow it away. Um, And so then the other side of the reloading is like, if you want to be really cool about it, you can throw the guns at the robots. They will bounce off and get back, come back to your hands fully reloaded, which is one of the most awesome things I've ever done, especially when you pull it off and make, and make a kill. So there's a moment where, there was a guy like directly to my right, and I pulled. I, I had my shotgun out, and I blew, I blew him away. There were two guys coming towards me. I bounced it off one of their heads, pulled out two pistols, emptied it into the, two, the the guy in front of me, caught the shotgun, and blew the third guy away. And I was just like, "This is the most incredible fucking thing!" It was amazing from start to finish. Like it is unreal how cool that thing makes you feel. Yeah. Um. So and so the whole the kind of the, the kind of very light story in it is that like so an AI has taken over all the robots in the city that which are designed to be like helper robots. So they get your shopping and they do construction and all this kind of stuff. They've all been taken over by this AI, and you are now a you are now you are a member of Robo Recall, and you're out to recall all these robots by shooting them in the face. And it is it's a really cool kind of reason for you to be out and just emptying clips into these robots yeah um, and there's a cool like there's an ai that comes to help you at some point and that's how they get their kind of arcade feel on top of it which is like this guy's like this guy is this ai is in your ear just like shouting encouragement and and like every time you make cool kills he's just telling you how awesome you are and all this kind of stuff um so yeah and then so that so there's the kind of standard like um, so one of the things in, in VR as well is how you move about and it's very important to get this right or else people start throwing up so in a lot of these games yes. it is um, so for Robo Recall is a variation on what a lot of people have done which is teleport where so each of the touch controllers has a like an analog stick on top of it so for Robo Recall you tilt the stick up and it creates like an arc and you have the, your point where you go where you will land is where you'll teleport to but you can also turn the stick, which will determine which way you're pointing when you get there. And it's a really weird system to start with because you're like, it feels very kind of like you want to move and then you have to remember and be like, oh, right, flick, stick, land, move, then continue on with your thing. See, yeah. by the end of that game, you're just fucking warping about the place. You're warping behind things to grab them and throw them. You're just like, you just master yeah, that you can, system. Like, you can like grab the robots as well, right? So, just, like, yeah, so, them apart. so that's the other part of it is that because they're they're all helper robots, they're very kind of 
they're humanoids, but they're very kind of mechanical looking. So they have this big yeah. fucking handle on the front, which is supposed to be for like servicing and stuff like that. But you can just reach out and grab robots and then just throw them about. Or you can grab them with one hand and pull arms off with the other thing and beat them with their own arms. There's um, there's like a, site, a mission type in there that you'll get every now and then, which is like, you need to send some of these robots back so we can do diagnostics with them. So it just creates this like vortex in the middle of the area where you have to literally pick robots. You don't get points for killing them. You get points for picking them up and throwing them into the vortex. So that's, cool. that's a very different way to play that game because you can't just shoot people from a distance. You need to like get yeah. right up in there, pick them up and start throwing them in and... It kind of changes how the, how the game works, how the you start the movement becomes more important than the shooting at that point, um, yeah. and then they throw in like variations in the, on the the robots. Like some of them start to get different weapons, some of them start to get shields, some of them can fly, some of them can do a whole bunch of other stuff. And you kind of you start to learn how how the best way to take them apart is, or in the case of the shield ones, you warp right in front of them, you pull out both of your fully upgraded shotguns and just dump into the shield, and eventually the shield goes down and they just explode. Um, it also looks great. Like, that's the other thing. It's it's good to see a VR game that, like, looks utterly yeah. incredible. Well, it's, it's Unreal Engine, so you'd expect it. Yeah, it's UA4, but, like, the expectation is because of the speed it needs to run at in order to be able to do it in VR that... Um, it's going to lose some of the looks, but no, like it holds up. Like you're right up in these robots' faces, and it's super high detail textures. The particle effects are awesome. The levels themselves look incredible. It's great, and also I'd probably say for all of this, like my PC is not by no means a powerhouse. It yeah. is like a four year old i five with a GT uh, a GT nine GTX nine seventy. Um, so it's not like it is the it is the like medium spec for on the the website, and I played all these games basically flawlessly, um, which is which is awesome. I was kind of worried about that 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 might not get anything, but I had zero problems with any of the games I'm talking about here. Um, so yeah, Robo Recall is fucking incredible. Like there's the it's <laughs> I'm excited to try it totally because like, it sounds it's, really it, cool. It's also again the thing where shit getting up in your face is really off-putting. So, especially in that there are a couple of levels, which, there are a couple of areas in the levels which are like, you just have to take out 25, 25 um, bots in this time. And that's the point where they're like, this area is now totally open to you. You don't have a fixed point. So you just need to move about this area and deal with people as they come, which means that there are robots coming like 360 degrees around you. So there are enough times where I've been so focused on what's in front of me, I've turned to my right and there's just a dude there. And that is still super off-putting to the, the point where, and again, it's the the thing where they've thought about this in VR, where there was a dude to my right with a gun in my face and I just went, ah, and punched him in the head and it totally yeah. worked. And it... That's just your, that's just your natural reaction. It's just to go, totally, oh God, like, go away. Totally. Yeah. And like, you can... Yeah, so there's that to deal with. And also there's like um, little spider robots that their whole thing is they run and jump at you and explode. And yeah. I did the instinctual thing of, holy shit, there are two of them coming. I just reached out and grabbed the two of them and it totally worked yeah. and you held onto them. I was like, these things yeah. explode. Threw them at two robots and they exploded and took the robots with them. And I'm just like... The, the one thing I want to try, because I've never actually played a game where this is a thing, is do like the the Heihachi thing of, like, grab someone by the head and then, like, throw them to the ground and yep. just, like, squash it in and see what happens. Completely works. I've always wanted to try something like that, yeah. That's completely works. Um, so, yeah, Robo Recall's great, and it's kind of incredible it's free. Like, it's not 
terribly long, but some of the later levels are pretty difficult. Especially like yeah, like I was like you sweat enough in VR as it is, but like I was, I was that was intensive at the end of it. Sure. Um, like I like after because I got it on, so I'd ordered it on Wednesday and it came on a Thursday, and I spent all of Thursday or a large chunk of Thursday night playing <coughs> playing Robo Rico, and I woke up on Friday morning. I was like, my legs are so sore like i was doing so much dodging and moving in ways that i don't normally do because the, I'm mo- in- the most movement you've done in years completely like it was it was bad so um hopefully it gives you a little bit of a um a little bit more of a workout um yeah. so yes yeah, so there was that so ruby calls fucking awesome the other thing i did that i was really impressed with was rec room oh, God. so yeah rec room is a entirely free I forgot that this was a thing. Yep. So it's an entirely free kind of social space with games, like, built into it. Completely 100% free. I could not find a way to put money into this thing if you wanted to. Um, So you go in, so it's, it's, the whole thing is styled like a kind of, like a college, like an American college where you have a dorm room where you, like, set up your character and you can, like, style, like, put different shirts on and all this kind of stuff. Um, everything's kind of very basic. Like your character is like a torso, two hands, kind of Rayman hands, and a head. So yeah. everything's very kind of genderless. So you can just you basically just take like shirts and hair and everything and just put it on. So um, to to kind of design yourself, and then you go out and there's the 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 kind of main hall, which is like there are now just real people in VR just wandering about, um, and yeah. also. It's a, it's, a, it's a completely connected social space. You just yeah, see people totally. with. So there is a microphone in the headset, which I forgot multiple times. Yeah. But there's a headset, yep. there's a microphone in the headset at all times. And yep. I walked out into the main room of Rec Room and it was a catastrophe. <laughs> like, there are a lot of younger people playing that game. Oh, like, really? Oh, like, it was predominantly people who sended in ranges from about 8 to 13 and like that wasn't like they weren't being like that's not there's not a derision it's just that i felt real weird because i was just like as a as a almost 30 year old man being here um there were a couple of guys in there a couple of people sorry that were in there that were like sounded a bit older and that was fine but there were enough times where i was in games with these kids which i felt real fucking weird but didn't stop me from shooting their face shooting in the face in paintball that was fucking fun um so there are there are various kind of games that are in there i only played so i played a lot of paintball which is awesome because it basically turns into like a a shooter where you've got your teleport it looks really dumb though it's just it doesn't matter weird sort of like gun that has Bullet drop and it's yeah, just weird. It feels know. a lot like when you play paintball. Honestly, like it's yeah. it's one hit kill. It is all set up like a paint. Like it looks like a paintball field because they're again. It's supposed to be a college, so it's like kind of low poly, um, proper um, uh, paintball field. You have you get you, everyone starts with one pist- one paintball pistol you can pick up another one there are shotguns there are sniper rifles there are grenade launchers which I added the day before I got my my oculus which is awesome I played a grenade lot of paintball launcher. over I can tell you've done a lot more of this than you probably should have um it was so much fun and again like why were you shooting kids in the face cuz they were the people that were playing right and 
it's also really weird because your height, because when you do the Oculus setup, it asks for your height so it can roughly work out where the floor should be in all of these games. Yeah. So I'm a relatively tall man. So yes. And that height is reflected in where your torso floats in the thing. Oh, so, right. Okay. As a disadvantage, I'm a very tall man, so I had to crouch behind stuff, whereas all these kids were just running around in cover just by standing yeah. there, um, which was... Why did why did kids have an Oculus? I don't, uh, I don't know. Right. Like I I I, yeah. I assume it's it's a parents or older brothers or sisters or something that they're 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 playing as. But I'll I'll get back to that in a second. But um, so the actual like the paintball thing is really fun. They have a catch the flag. They have a team deathmatch, and it feels like paintball, and it's awesome, and it is really good as well to see to hear people shouting on the distance with their microphones as you get them from across the level. Um, yeah, that was. Did you get of, called? Did you get called bad names from thirteen-year-olds? So, no, and that's incredible. They was act, everybody really polite. Everyone was super polite and really into oh, it. Wow. And um, I did not have one bad experience in all of Rec Room. Um, I think there's something about the fact that once you realize all these people are real people and the motions that they're making are real motions. Yeah. It starts to you add once you add the humanity into it, people start to become a lot more civil with each other. So, so I played the the paintball, and one of the things they added relatively recently is their quest system, where and it's again it works so well in terms of like the the setup that they have, where the quests are done by the theater department. So like the fantasy quest is all these cardboard stand-ins and like um the, the the bats and stuff are like descending from sticks from the roof and they kind of jump up and down and all this kind of stuff so the whole thing is styled yeah. as if it's a theater production so there are two right. quests that are running as of whenever i i played it where there's a um, quest for the golden something which is like a fantasy quest where you've got like swords and shields and it's bows and it's a kind of dungeon and you're kind of working your way through there and there's bats and kind of Thinking yeah. goblins and things like that. Traditional fantasy stuff. Traditional fantasy stuff. And then the other one is the Rise of Jumbotron, which is a sci-fi version of that, where you get oh, okay. where you get laser guns, and that was incredibly fun. So you get so there's a so when you're when you're waiting for a game, they just have like the kind of open like it's it's out in the audience like the stage is up there where you go to start the game, and then you're just in the crowd where there's this, like those folding seats out there, and there's like crates with stuff set up, and there's like bottles of water right. over on the side and all this kind of stuff. But they have all the guns out there so that while you're waiting for a game, you can practice with all the guns, and all of them require reloading. So all of them require reloading in different ways. So like the the standard pistol, you have to like pull the top of it back to reload. So you get like seven shots oh, okay. and you have to actually yeah. physically pull it back to reload. There's a there's like a assault rifle, which is like a bullpup where you have to put like ratchet the, where the clip would be out and back in again to reload that thing. There's like a big rifle that you put you pull like a lever back the same way you would like a, on a bolt action rifle. There's yeah. um there's a shotgun where you, again like it's a big thing you have to kind of pull back at the top. The act of having to reload them completely changes how those games work because then you're like you're hiding behind cover and properly popping up and taking taking things out. Um, friendly fire is permanently on and you cannot switch it off, which is yeah. hilarious. That's um, very funny. So if you take somebody out, you need to... So the, there's a, And it's a down and not out system. So if you go down, if you get shot by anyone, it's one hit and you're down. And if you want to recover someone, you have to to teleport over to them and high-five them. It's how you bring them back. Nice. And it's a, It's awesome. 
Um, That's like to the whole like grouping up by fist bumping. Yeah, so if you want, yeah, so game, if you, but, if you want to join yeah. a party with people, you fist pound with them, and it comes up and says party joined, and then they're in your friends list and That's all this kind of stuff. Pretty awesome. It's, um, Rec Room is incredible, and again, like I say, like everyone was super civil. My favorite moment in, in Rec Room actually was where I joined in a, 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 jum, a Rise of Jumbotron game, and we're waiting in the lobby um, for everyone because everyone has to hit start for the game to count down. And I'd hit yeah. start, and I was waiting for the game to count down. And some the uh, woman had come on and was obviously like, this was obviously her first time in VR. And there was obviously somebody with her in the room going, just pick stuff up, it's the trigger to shoot. Like you can move if you press the teleport button and let go and you'll teleport to the thing. And she's going, okay, okay, okay. Okay, this is this. Okay, it's fine. And it's like, it's first time in VR, so I'm not expecting huge things from like, because I'm serious now. I've played this like 20 times. Like I'm serious about this yeah. game. I'm determined to fix, finish it. It's also super hard is the other thing, right? Like it's not... It's the the fact that it's set up like this kind of very kid like thing. It's super fucking yeah. hard to do all of this. Yeah. So we jump into the first the, the the first stage, and we're working through it. And the first time the things come up, she just like she just screams because something just comes up, and she's just look wildly firing in the air, and and she goes down, and somebody goes over and helps her back up, and high fives her and brings her back up, and then eventually, like as we're going on, she's getting into it, she's getting into it, and then eventually we all. Uh, we all go down at one point or like three out of four of us go down and she's the only one left and she takes them all out and then high fives us all to get back up and it's fucking awesome that's pretty great um, that's good to see so once that happened and we were all back up she was like yeah okay you could hear her on the microphone talking to whoever else was in the room going yeah yeah okay i'm done i'm done i can't do this anymore and you see you turn around and watching people take vr headsets off in vr is my new favorite thing because people just fucking yeah, the, crumple does the character yeah, does a character not just like fade into the ground? So like, or whatever, you, like you see, you see the hands go to the head, and then like because it's still tracking the headset as your head, they just disappear into the floor basically because the headset's yeah. gone up, so they they kind of yeah. go up or they go down or something weird, and then like they're shuffling and shuffling, and then the headset goes back on, and the, you can see the hand controllers go back in. I was like. Sorry guys, it was my mum wanted the shot. We were all just like, "It's cool, <laughs> it's fine, totally fine, let's That's go." Pretty awesome. Uh, and she was great, and the whole thing was, and like, so yeah, rec room's great, and I was super surprised by how nice everyone was. Um, yeah. So the last thing, the last one I'll talk about is a game called Echo Arena. So there's a beta running for this right now. It's an Oculus only game. There's a beta running right now for the multiplayer component of that game. And the multiplayer component of that game is basically the game from Ender's Game. It is, you get a disc, uh, there's two goals at either end, and it's entirely in zero-G. And the way you move about in that game is you you do have, like, thrusters in your wrists to kind of give you some propulsion, but it's very kind of small. And you have a button to, like, full stop you. um, And you have a boost as well. But the main way you get about in that game is you grab walls and you fling yourself. So... Mm-hmm. you reach out for a wall, you grab it, and you just pull, and then you just zero-G forward. Uh, and then when you're rocketing towards a wall, you put your hand out and you grab the wall to stop yourself. Right. That was the moment where I was not well <laughs> at all, because nothing so far had been, like, free movement. Yeah. Everything had been, like, you're in a position, you teleport to a new position, and that's you. Like, you can move about... Yeah as you would move about to dodge things. But this is the thing where I'm like, no, you are rocketing across this thing. Your body is not moving and you are pulling yourself with your hands around the place. Um, that was the point where I, I felt sick. So there was a, so there's the kind of initial lobby area where you can like, it's the other thing that's been really cool about VR is that because everything's in a real, in a 3D world, 
most of the interactions you do in a 3D world. So, like, in order to get into a game, you have to pilot yourself over to one of the consoles, grab the console to steady yourself and start hitting buttons going, no, like, multiplayer, find game, all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. cons- so I'm holding on to this console to figure out how to get in. And everyone's flying around me. Like, obviously, a bunch of people have obviously just got in as well and are working how this going. You see just people shooting past, screaming, which is really fun. Is um, the mic still on? The mics are on completely, right? So you the hear, do you hear, like, the, the Doppler effect thing of, like, they're really quiet and then they get louder and yes, louder and then they it's, pass you? It's, especially, in that ga- especially in that game, it is very distance-based. And again, with Rec Room as well, the paintball, it's distance-based. So you hear people in the distance going, ah, oh, fuck, which is great. Um, so with this, so I'm standing holding on to this thing and I'm like, oh, everyone is talking. I don't want to be the person who, I don't want to, one, I'd forgotten the microphone was there as well as the other thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like poking around and I'm like, and I forgot the microphone was on and I'm poking around going, how the fuck do you start a match? And I'm looking down at this console and I'm like, how the fuck do you start a match in this thing? <laughs> and I look up and these two guys float over to where I am and hold on to the console and wave and my brain just fucking exploded because I was like, okay, right, these are actual people that are there. Yeah, they've actually come over and, and like, you are in a suit and you have, like, kind of, like, robotic eyes, kind of like, um, uh, I can't think of an example, kind of like Zero from Borderlands. Borderlands, that kind of yeah. headset with eyes underneath it. Um, so there's now a humanoid shape, like, right in front of me, waving. And I don't do it, like, I wave back. And and, yeah. and the guy goes, you know, there's a microphone, right? And I went, oh shit, right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgot it was on. And they're like, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to get into a game. And there's like, all oh, right. And he leans over the console and is like, it's that button there and points. That's fucking weird. That's and I was like, I can't weird. take this. This is weird. And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm the, there are people in front of me and things are happening and it's. It was bizarre. So then I actually got into the game, and the game is kind of awesome. It is, you kind of, you start, you spawn, and you go into, like, the uh, um, the starting room for each team is, like, five tubes in a kind of star configuration, and you get in the tube to start with, and you hold on to, like, a catapult, and when the thing goes, it just rockets you into the arena, and you're immediately flying towards the enemy goal. Um, and you've got, like, a, you can punch people to, to kind of... Um, to knock the disc out of their hand, or you can block if you put your hands up to your face and um, stop to, to kind of um, to stop being knocked out. So I'm just jetting around this thing, grabbing discs, throwing them at people, like passing at people, like watching people in the distance wave as if to gesture, I'm open, and then throwing it and them catching it, and it's nuts how well it works. And because you're in zero G, and because all it can track is your head and your hands. The rest of the body is just like IKed to just be like in zero G. So if you reach, like yeah. your legs move behind you as you're flying. So watching somebody rocket backwards towards the goal, put their hands above their head, like wave their hands above their head saying they're open, tossing it at them, and then turning around and scoring is an amazing feeling. So I did the first game, it was great. Go back to things like, yeah, I can totally do that again. Go into the second game, rocketed out of that, uh, rocketed out of the catapult towards the goal and then had to rip the headset off because like I am actually going to throw up now like there was, just a, up, yeah. there was some kind of trigger point was like nope can't take it that's had- almost what well, that's almost happened to me as well it's just like the whole flying through the air thing but I like purposefully tried to make myself sick so yeah, but it's- you tried it 
Um, yeah, but like, it feels- I, was, I was like, I, I want to see how much this is tricking my brain, so I tried to make myself throw totally. up, but you actually got motion sick, which is yeah, different. But like that feels like definitely something that is you could totally train for. And it was because yeah, cause, sure, you get used to it because the disconnect with your body is that your eyes are do your eyes are telling you your body is doing something your body is not actually doing, and yes. when you're in when you're in fake zero g like your body isn't moving anyway like you're pulling yourself around and theoretically yeah. you're not actually moving your body so it might actually be fine and i was talking to something in work about it and i was like yeah this particular one always made me throw up and i was like i wonder how you would solve that problem because you've seen people like who want to do shooters where you walk about in vr like the only way you can do that is you have one of these weird like treadmill things or like you actually walk like you need to make your body do the thing you're doing in the game for you not to throw up so I was like, how do you simulate zero G so you don't throw up? And the guy, the guy I was talking to was like, well, you know the people who go into zero G for the first time throw up? And you're like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah because your body's not moving and your eyes think you're moving. So like, yeah. it's actually pretty realistic to the fact of people actually going to zero G. So it feels yeah, like, I guess so, yeah. So it feels like something you just have to train yourself with. And I guess like, so, yeah. And like, I, I guess like, it's kind of different because like, you're when you're actually in zero g you're doing the movement and your brain thinks you're not and all that sort of stuff but when you're doing it but your legs are on the ground yes. you still have the the unconscious feedback loop of your brain going like your feet is on a flat surface on totally. the ground yep so you have this subconscious thought telling you that you're on the ground it's just your conscious thought is yeah. not and it's, Which and is it's different, it's, and it's backed up by like when something doesn't quite work. So like, there's a couple of times, especially in like the teleport move around games, where like you teleport a little bit too close to a wall, and the wall's just like yeah. right there, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. and you take a step back. Like when when you react in the way you expect it to. So yeah, and stuff like that, where you're like, yeah, like I am, I am moving about, my brain's not moving. That was the point where my stomach decided to go, nope, we're done, we're we're totally fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's in beta right now. As far as I know, the multiplayer component that I played will always be free, and there's a single player thing which is totally different, which will be paid for. Um, but that was really cool, and I want to get back in and try that again because it was yeah, it seems super cool, insane. Um, so that's kind of all the stuff I did. Um, oh, actually, no, just like speaking of almost throwing up, the only moment I got it in any <laughs> other game was there's a... that's always a good segue. <laughs> yeah. So you know the moment in in original Super Hot where they tell you to walk out the, the walk off the building and yes. you fall to the ground as a like test your yeah. faith thing. They totally make yeah. you do that in VR. And Ooh. that was a that was a moment where I was like, okay. Because they they make you they make you look down and then walk out. Like they, it doesn't continue unless you look down. And you look down and walk out and you just fall to the ground. And then wow. it, and then it jerks you out of fake VR. And that was the first moment where I was like, oh no, okay, right, sure, that's fine. Yeah, you have this violent reaction. Totally, to, yeah. as if you're fucking falling, right? Like, and, well, yeah, yeah. And I'm okay with, like, if it can use the weaknesses of VR in that way, where it's like, no, you're fucking falling. Like, for that, yeah. like, half second they got it to do, it's enough to give you the jolt, but not make you sick. Um, but that might be the moment where I can see a lot of people go, nope, we're done. Like, that's, I can yeah, see that no really more VR. people out. Yeah. Um, okay, we should go to a break and then you can talk for yes. however long you want to talk. Um, so yeah. I, think, I think you have music this time. Yeah, so I'm going to do the thing that I said that I would do 
last time um, where Ewan brought a song from the Prey soundtrack like a month ago uh, or however long ago it was. It was a while ago now. But um, he did the thing that he also did with the Fury soundtrack where he picked... For Fury, he just picked another Carpenter Brute song, which I felt was unfair because we'd already talked about Carpenter Brute a lot and how much we liked him. Sure. And the Prey soundtrack, I feel like he picked a song that wasn't didn't show what is good about what that game does with music well enough. Like sure. you picked the poppiest, most like normal song that's there. It just yep. sounds like a song. Yep. So I'm gonna pick something from the Prey soundtrack that is more in line with what that thing does with its soundtrack, which is Again, it was an amazing score. Matt Gordon's an amazing writer, but does the you have this amazing song, but in the background you have like weird synth effects that kind of keep the the tension of the game and like make make you in the back of your head constantly think about how there's something not right with a yes. station that's it's not very good. good. So this that. is it's really good at that. So this is Alex's theme from right. the Prey soundtrack. Yep. Um, yes, so check the post for where you can pick that up. Um, there's a couple of places actually where you can pick it up. Um, and we'll be back with some more games right after this. Alex's theme from the Prey soundtrack um, that's going to come up again I feel later yeah. in the year because yes, I've listened sure. to that soundtrack a lot and Although, it's very very good looking back on our like our running game of the year lists soundtrack this year is going to be difficult I know yeah it's, it's, it's going to be a big one this year it's going to be really interesting it's not going to be as clear cut as it was last year but it's yeah it's going to be interesting um, um, yeah. So, what have you been up to while I've been in? I guess it's my world. Yeah. I mean, so I've, got, I've not done anything. We've got a shared one, but you can say that for the end. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll say um, that for the end. Uh, I've not done anything quite as impressive as existing in a virtual world for a while. <laughs> um, kind of all I've done. I've just I've just been kind of plodding along with the stuff that I talked about last time. Sure. Uh, Elite Dangerous continues to be fascinating and weird, and there's so much to learn, and that is just bizarre. For, um, for listeners at home, you will know when we've reached the point where Callum fully understands Late Dangerous because there'll be a video of it on the site. Because every now and then, yeah, we go and say, I, are we wanting to record that video? And you're just like, we're not there yet. I don't, I can't. I just, no, no. This, every time I, I'm like, okay, I could maybe show enough about it. I learn something else, and I'm like, oh, I should probably dig into this because then I could like. <laughs> Sure. Because it's mainly about it's mainly about planning it out of going like okay, I want to do this in the video, and then if that doesn't work, I need to have a backup for something. Sure. And right now, I don't know what that backup is. Fair enough. So I need to 
figure that out. Um, still playing 14 Stormblood, Final Fantasy 14 Stormblood, the new right. expansion for that. Is still really, really good. The 14 continues to, to still be just like the best traditional MO that you can play. Have you done um, how, how far through the story content in it are you? Quite far at this point. Right. Uh, I'm one level away from max level and I think I'm approaching the end of the story. Is it still, um, still pretty good? Yeah, the story's still really cool. Like you, you actually do a lot in that story, and it moves like I like I said last time. Like it moves at a fair clip, so you actually feel like you're accomplishing a lot. Does it? Like you I, do I the say, whole. Does it do sorry. the? Does it do the? Does it solve the problem that MMOs a lot have quite a lot, which is like it tries to say like, oh, you're doing this world changing thing, but actually you're just like there's a hundred thousand people doing this world changing thing at once. Like, does your stuff feel like it has any meaning? in the world well i mean the story the story is very like individual like you're not the story beats don't typically happen with big groups or anything oh, like that's okay. the things that and like the cutscenes are all just your character so you feel like you're doing the stuff sure um and the stuff that you do actually feels like really big like you do the whole like doman liberation angle where you're helping this entire country like beat the empire out of their country sure which is like and you do that like through a whole resistance, like you meet with different resistance movements and help them out and then get them to all work together and stuff. And it, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Like it's a good story. Sure. Um, and the just raw MMO mechanics are really good. Like all the dungeons that you do as part of the story have been really solid with like bosses with interesting mechanics and like cool things to keep the dungeons interesting. And cool. the primal fights have been really cool. And it's, it, it's just, it continues to just be an amazingly well-designed game at this point. Good, um, good. I'm glad. So the one thing I did is, is kind of video games related, but it's something that I kind of okay. want to talk about. So I woke up... Oh, sorry, I should say this. There was an event going on in Glasgow over the weekend called Resonate. Which oh, yes. was yeah, yeah. the Insomnia LAN people put on like a gaming con, effectively, in Glasgow. Yep. Uh, my friend who owns a card game board game shop cafe thing had a stall there so they were there all weekend kind of like plying their wares and do, sure. doing the big, the good business at the con um i completely forgot about everything and then i woke up to text my friend on sunday saying hey we need bodies at the stall uh do you mind coming helping out for a few hours sure. uh, you'll get in for free and whatever i was like i'm not doing anything today yeah sure so i got into resonate for free mm-hmm. um and it's the first time I've ever been at this like weird kind of con LAN event style so, thing on this scale. So I did look up this thing because I, I looked it up last year where I was thinking, like, mm. is this something we should go to and just to see what it's like? Because you don't get the events like this in Scotland very often. Yeah. And I looked at what it was and it seemed very, I'm trying to say this in a non-demeaning way, but it seemed very kind of mainstream. Like it seemed very like, it's like... Counter Strike, it's Minecraft, it's yeah, it's like it all of, of those things. Yeah, right. okay. it's very much those things. Um, Which is fine but, if that's your thing. It's just like it didn't seem like yeah, it, for us and for what it, we do for the site, we would get anything out of it. Yeah, so. it's, we we probably wouldn't get a lot out of it. Um, but so there, there were there were there were some things that I learned because this is like the first one of these events that I went to. So I just like I got there a few hours earlier, and they were like, "Ah, we don't really need you right now. Go wander around or whatever." So I was sure. like, "Sure." So I went and went and looked about. Um, so here, here are the things that I learned from a gaming convention stroke LAN event. Sure. Number one, fucking people really like video games. There's yeah. a lot of people that like video games. Like, yep. 
there were a lot of people there and they all like I, I you forget that video gaming has now graduated from just being this weird nerd hobby to like actually a lot of people care about this and there's a bunch of people that are all like trying new stuff or like they had a big there was a big zone like right at the front there was like the retro zone and there was a bunch of like 13 year old kids playing like ps1 games and like snes stuff and it's like oh this is stuff that they'll have never seen before but they're here because of like minecraft or something sure and it's this is this kind of cool event that I, I didn't you forget sometimes like how big this hobby is totally um and also in that sort of same genre you forget that especially especially people uh, this is gonna sound bad again but people like us people the the what would be called hardcore gamers, the people sure. that like the enthusiasts, we, the enthusiasts. Yes, that will be yeah. like we spend a lot of time thinking about this and talking about it. Fuck, we make a podcast every two weeks, like that yeah. sort of thing. You forget that at a base level, they're just they're just games that people that are designed for people to have fun with. Yeah, you forget, especially kept, you forget sometimes that like, you don't. You forget sometimes that you don't. It's very difficult for me to not look critically at a lot of stuff that yeah, I do. Like, not everybody, like, a lot of people don't think about video games the same way that we do. Yeah, exactly. think about it like, like, the, all those kids that were there. Like, there were a lot of kids there that were just there to play games and hang sure. out. And yeah. They were all, like, they were chilling with their friends at the Minecraft zone, and then they'd get out and go into the retro zone and just play a whole bunch of stuff. Like, they had the weird, like, uh drum rhythm game that i can't never remember the name of the dumb japanese one and the, ty- the kids were going fucking, thing. yeah kids were going fucking nuts for that thing they loved it and i was like oh that's that's really cool like i've never seen anything like that sure um the other thing i learned um was not just this whole perspective thing of like oh yeah you forget about video games just being games that kids that do play games that are more serious are actually really good at video games yeah um just because they're so young and just have these like like i they had a whole zone that was like a tournament area thing right where they were running tournaments for various things they were doing like tekken and overwatch and all that sort of stuff and i knew the to there the tournament organizer like the person running all the tournaments happened to be one of my friends and i didn't know they were there mm-hmm. so i was just talking to them about stuff it's like oh how's the event going and all that sort of stuff Turns out kids are amazing at video games. Like they were having like yeah. Overwatch tournaments, and apparently there were a bunch of like fourteen-year-olds talking about how they were all Grandmaster. I was huh. like, "What? Like you're Grandmaster Overwatch? You're fourteen? And yep. he, apparently they were like wiping the floor with people. And I was like, "Oh, that's that's great. Good I think, for those guys." Like, I think the thing the thing about that, especially, is that like when we were that age, sp- yeah. like our like when we had lots of disposable time and zero responsibilities. Yes. We played single player stuff like how, how like how many hours did you put into stuff like Baldur's Gate and all that kind of stuff? That's true. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's where we put our time in. Like I I played more XCOM like Terror from the Deep than mm-hmm. I, I probably played as much XCOM as these kids have played. Sorry, I need to stop saying that because it sounds really derising. Um, no, they are kids. Like I know, but like then then these people have have put into Overwatch. Like that's probably what they yeah. do, right? And, it, and it's just because that because of the rise of like stuff like esports and stuff like that you the the more competitive angle games are the things that are now in the mainstream so people like like people of that age will be playing overwatch with their friends totally. or league of legends yep. or dota or whatever and getting really good at these competitive games sure so that when they can then go to tournaments and beat the shit out of people like us but yep. we but the one thing that i had was that uh i 
they were at the time I was watching them play Tekken, like they were running a Tekken tournament. Those kids don't know fighting games, which <laughs> made me feel really happy. Okay, sure. I was like, oh, because kids don't play fighting games anymore. Kids are too busy playing Overwatch and Dota and League and all that sort of sure. stuff. So they don't, they've got no idea about fighting games. So I know I can still beat kids at this. Fighting games, fighting games are an old man. Bad. Fighting games are an old man's game. Yeah, they're for crazy they're, old people. But yeah. I was like, I know I can beat them at this, so I won't feel quite so bad about myself. But sure. um, yeah, that, that was just bizarre. I was listening to them talk about just like how... 14 year olds like swept the bracket at this like sure overwatch 3v3 tournament and we're telling like 28 year olds to go fuck themselves i was like that's awesome but at the same yeah, so time what's, terrifying like, what's the what's the the kind of the mood like at these things like are like is it anything is it, is it like xbox live zone? coming becoming carnet or is it a lot more respectful anything out of the that? tournament zone was actually pretty tame like right. there were a couple of there were like places set up with like people playing rocket league and there was like some stuff getting flung backwards and forwards there most of the time it was actually pretty chill when you got to the tournament zone there was a fair amount of salt going on in that sort of area um but that's kind of what the tournament zone's for because like you see Um, like you hear you you like you everyone has their stories of the the 14 year old who was saying disgusting things about their mother online on games but i think it takes on a very different thing in real life, when, well, it one when it's in real life, and the other is when it's in Glasgow. Like, there's a there's an edge to that kind of stuff that I think you were not quite yeah, used to I hearing. Guess. Yeah, like I'm. I, I don't know. There, at this point, I'm used to dealing with. There was definitely one moment that I saw which like made me almost die. Which was there was a bit I was watching two people play Rocket League. And I think it was one v ones. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, and it was like some. 14 15 year old against a guy who looked maybe a bit younger than me yeah so like twi- like late early 20s yeah and was watching them play and this kid like did a, did a really really cool play and scored a goal and won the game off of it and he immediately put his controller down on the ground stood up and did the like suck it hand motion to his crotch like crotch chopping wow at the guy and i was like jesus christ kid like he's just gone completely off on one i don't know if it was like a really hard fought game and that was just the way he was celebrating or if he was just that's just what he did but I saw that happen and had to like turn around and leave and go cry in a corner somewhere it was hilarious how much so funny how much dabbing did you see that day I saw a couple right there there was there were definite there were definite dabs the number is greater than one yeah it's not greater than one Okay. There are definite kids doing cool things in video games and dabbing at one another. Sure. So, um, what is what is the Minecraft zone like? What do you do when you have a bunch of people together who are like Minecraft? It's literally just a bunch a bunch of computers set up on a server for Minecraft, and people put their names down and go play Minecraft for hours. Like, so that's they log, just what they, they, do. they log in with their own accounts. I don't know because I didn't okay. actually go and look at it. But there were a bunch of kids all just hanging out on the server playing Minecraft with each other. Sure. And I don't know. They seem to be enjoying it. Like Minecraft's huge. I've, you forget sometimes, yeah, yeah, how big Minecraft is, and it's still that big, which yeah. is crazy. Um, just like crotch chopping each other, just like I just yeah, it's just I build the best house, booyah! Like no. boom, yeah, suck it. You're like what? No, like you're 14. Don't uh, <laughs> sure. Um, what other things did I learn? I learned that I'm out of touch a bit with YouTube culture, sure, because there was a bunch of. Um, what they called hashtag what they called influencers influencers that's the word hashtag influencers were there yep. uh 
there were like meet and greets and stuff like that. And like the stall that I was helping at was like right across the way from the meet and greet place. Okay. So I like peered over people's heads to see who they were getting in line for. Didn't know any of them. Oh, didn't like, recognize any of the names. You're just some guy with some crazy high top fade haircut. I've got no idea who the fuck you are, but he's got a line and he's signing stuff. So I don't know who, uh, it's obviously so, popular. Yeah, he must have an audience somewhere, right? I don't know what he is, but yeah, it's like, oh, good for you, I guess. But I, I figured it would be like, I'd at least know one of them. Yeah. I was like, nope, no, none of them. I don't know if they're all Minecraft YouTubers or what, but I don't know them. Um, um, I'm, 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 so, I'm now looking at the YouTube lineup here. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't. I've, no, don't no, any of them. Nope. Nope. Thought so. Nope. Um, the, the 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 thing the the big thing that I learned, or not the big thing, one of the other things I learned was so one of the big things that is now perpetrated its way into a lot of video games, and some of them that you probably shouldn't have, is the concept of like loot boxes. Sure. Of, like, the random drops that you get are not random drops. They're in a box that you open, and you get this. Oh my god, what's in the box? Style thing. Yep. That is not a video game thing. That is a human being life thing. So it, but can I cut in for a second just to yeah. for two things in that? So Rec Room has loot boxes. And so in order to get like the cosmetics. For what? More like cosmetics? Yeah. For new new shirts, new hats, new whatever. They are all cosmetics. But yeah. And I don't particularly like loot boxes. But when you level up, or when you get enough experience and you level up in this thing, it puts the cardboard box in front of you, and it makes you do the physical opening, where it's like those, like, oh, that's pretty dope. you know, like the cardboard tear thing. Like, it's got yeah. that on the top of it, and you physically grab it, and it's got the noise as you open this up, and then a fucking new shirt pops out, and it's you can immediately that's put it dope. on, or you throw it to, to put it back in your, in your thing. So there's that, and then also... Um, for my, my wife's birthday, I got her um, a subscription to a like a book a book loot box thing. Okay, which, which a, book, the, a book box or whatever. A book box. Um, it's called Fairy Loot. They do like it's 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 like loot crate for books, right? Okay. Um, and the first one came today, and we were opening it just just before we went on air. And there is something physical about like you have no idea what's in this box and then you yeah like you start revealing the things so that... it, it it taps into the kind of almost gambling aspect in people's mind Ky- that yes. is like oh i don't know what this is but it could be anything it could like, be awesome that's our idea. yep so the thing that happened at the stall was or the, uh, the the con was um i got there and was talking to my mates and was catching up and they were like have you seen the loot box booth yet and i was like what is like go around the corner and to the left. I was like, okay, so I went around the corner and to the left. There was a stall that was literally just a, like, a plinth with a cash register on it, mm-hmm. and boxes upon boxes upon boxes of stuff. And all it was, was like, random nerd shit in boxes that look like, hey, this one looks like the Companion Cube, or a Pokeball, really? or a Game Boy, and all that sort of stuff. And they were packed, they were all they were, it was just random nerd shit packed into these boxes that we were selling for 30 quid. And it was bouncing. People really? loved that shit. And so it- you, I was sitting at the stall and watching people walk around. Everybody had one of these fucking boxes walking around. <laughs> they just did not give fun. They just wanted the cool box that had stuff in it. So this is like, this is not that's like the smartest marketing decision I've ever seen. Like, and this is not, this is not like an official loot crate thing. Like, this is not a branded. No, this is just people who I guess have bought stuff wholesale and then package it nicely and then sell it for a huge markup. I assume. I don't wow. know for a fact, but I think that's what happened. And it was 
heaving like it was so busy and everybody had one of these things and i got to the stall and i was talking to them and i went back and i was like yeah they're doing gangbusters and yeah they, they just went yeah we're totally stealing that idea for next con and i was like yep you totally should that works like it's the the exact loot box kind of oh my god what's in the box still thing and people love it like to- it's, it's crazy it's 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 that terrifying moment where you realize that the psychology of games actually totally works in real life too. Yeah, like they game, like, game theory is big business. Like. Totally, and it and it's the you kind of feel excited but also really depressed when you realize that this you're so susceptible to this stuff. Yeah, you're such a huge mark that you just you yeah. buy into it. And Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm looking through the exhibitor list to see if I can find a name for this thing, and I can't. I can't I, I, see. I, all, all I remember was just a banner that just said loot boxes on it. That's all I remember. Uh, but, yeah. There's a virtual reality. Or is it mystery mystery boxes and stuff like that? Yeah, there was some there was some cool stuff in the stalls. Like I went and saw like Arate were showing off a bunch of like indie stuff that they were doing, and there was a bunch of like other UDs showing stuff off. Went and talked to them for a bit. They were cool. Respond like there was there were there was some um, cool stuff there. But then cool. yeah, these loot boxes were crazy. But but so I'm gonna give you a guess here. So I've told you that people like loot boxes. Yep. What do you think people like more than loot boxes? Is it Minecraft loot boxes? No. Okay. Um, huh. Do you need to give me a clue of some description? So, Sorry. what happened? I was I was sitting at the stall and I was helping out, and then at the main stage there was a, a massive uproar of stuff, like just noise, and I was like, oh, maybe someone famous that I don't know got up on stage or whatever and then there was another one and another one and another one I was like what the fuck is going on so I was like right I'll be back in one minute I need to see what the hell is going on do you know what people like more than loot boxes you what do they like more than loot boxes Cal free shit oh of people course they do free shit of course they do all that it was were people standing on stage with like armbands and weird other shit throwing them into the crowd and people were rabid for it <laughs> they were jumping all over each other they were pushing people at the way it was nuts it was what, crazy what kind of stuff are we talking about here like just like you know those like um like jelly armband things that were really popular in like the mid 20s oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah just like those like t-shirts like like just general like chaff that you would just throw randomly at people Wow. People are going nuts for it. It was crazy. There was so much noise. There's more <laughs> noise for that than there was for people playing games on the stage. Like, it was insane. Wow. And, yeah. It just made me think, like, if we ever get to the point where we're in a room full of people doing this in front of a live audience, all we need to do is just throw random free shit at them. Throw and stuff. Nuts. It's, yeah. Oh, here get we a go. t-shirt cannon. Let's do that. Oh, I fucking, like, you do not need to think about, I would research, I would what, research t-shirt cannons. T-shirt cannons. <laughs> And confetti cannons. If we if we were ever yeah. to do that, is it geek gear by any chance? Was that? I don't remember because they I are. Don't remember the name. They are a UK subscription box company based in Central Scotland, so it sounds like it's possibly Maybe, them potentially. Sure, but yeah, they people were going crazy for that. But yeah, it was just weird. I learned a whole bunch of things about video gaming culture that weekend that I'd forgotten or had seen. It was just weird. It was a bizarre event. Sure, is it? Is it was it, cool though. I enjoyed it. Is it West End Games? Is that the that is the name of the shop? Yeah. That's your that's shop your your associate shop run cool. by my friend. Cool, um, um, cool. But yeah, that's it. That's okay. Uh, that's... So the only other thing that we did was the Destiny Two beta, which we yeah. can talk about quickly. 
Yeah, we should probably do a little bit on that. Um, so, so that came out. It, so if that you was pre- the... if you pre-order for PS4, you can get on it now. Is it going to other things later? So it's it's done tomorrow or the oh, day this com- okay. the day this comes out, it will be done. So it started sure. on it started on the 18th. So it's just Tuesday last week for mm-hmm. PS4. Xbox was the next day for pre and that, that's for pre-orders. And then yeah. on the Friday, I think it opened to everyone. And then it's right. they, and then they it was supposed to end on Sunday, and then they've extended it our two days till end of Tuesday, I think. So the, yeah. the, by the time you've heard this, it's probably only got a couple of hours left. Sure. I think. Um, so that thing is a strike and some crucible. So uh, they did a. I can't tell if it was calculated or not, but the fact that they didn't say what was in that thing, um, I kind of felt a little bit gypped. Like I know it's a oh, beta. Yeah, I, I but, felt like there should have been more to that thing but um that was it and that thing is more destiny that's kind of what that thing is we should probably say there's also two story missions in there as well which is the thing you get when you start up you get the two story missions oh yeah sorry strike and then two competitive modes are in there yeah um yeah that feels like more destiny but it feels like it feels like a very tuned it feels like they're starting from taken king as opposed to yeah, so they Vanilla understand. So the the strike, the inverted spire, it's called, yes. is really good. Like, yes. I really enjoyed that strike. It is a good strike. Uh, mainly because yes. I think the boss at the end of it is actually really well designed. Yes. Like, it's, it is a really good MMO dungeon boss, which is what you want out of yep. an MMO dungeon. Like, it has phases, it has, like... It has patterns to read, it has phases, it has, like, it has everything that you want out of a good boss and... It, yeah, it nailed it pretty well, which was good. Yeah, um, and it was kind of your your first experience of doing like that sort of thing, right? I like mean, in a group. So, well, I mean, like, done, like you've done strikes before, but yeah, I've done all the strikes, but like very few of them I've ever done with like voice chat on. Um, yeah, because you don't. Because that was the thing. Because I I didn't want to. I didn't want to like raid lead, like I didn't want to raid call too much because I could have done it way more than I did. But I but pulled it, back on it. It was like I it, didn't want to like. But it turns out we died enough times where you should probably have just done that in the first place. I know because it was actually after, difficult. I fi- yeah, I figured that like after a few more times, I would have just been like, "Right, fuck this! I'm just going to red call yeah, it and like totally. shout and, at you for sense. standing the fire." And also, and like considering the um, like considering a lot of the strikes up till now, like the strike that I played the most in the first one, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one that ends with the Archon Priest um, in that big area, mm-hmm. um, and that. That strike, the, that strike ends, and that thing is just a bullet sponge. Like you, the three of you, just need to survive yeah. and pump enough damage into this thing while dealing yeah. with ads to be able to survive. Like it's really just a war of attrition. Whereas this yeah. one had like it had stages, it had phases, it like the scenery changed up as it yeah, went it on. Was, it was a really good dungeon boss. Like yeah. it was, and it was, and there were it had like actual raid mechanics that you totally. needed to handle which and stuff like is that. a good thing that's more interesting to play but the downside of that as somebody who played a shit ton of destiny was that there is no way i'm going to be able to do that with a rando group which no. is which well no you you will but you won't be able to do it immediately with randos that's the yeah. thing about sure. about mmo dungeons is that you do you will do it this is this is only the case for like like immediately when expansions lost or when you're doing like high tier raiding when 
if you're trailbla- if you're the trailblazer like doing this at first, yes, you'll do the thing of like none of us know what the hell is going on here, so we just need to sure. sit and figure it out. But if you're doing it just in pug cues or whatever, yeah. you just need to play follow the leader and yeah, just do what suppose- everybody else does. Yeah, but, I suppose- all, but you will you will not get you will not get the cool experience out of that. Like yeah. what we did between the two of us is what you want out of that is totally. us figuring out mechanics and all that sort of stuff. But you won't get that if you're doing it with pugs because no, no, no. there will be you, you'll be in a group of three other people who have done it a million times before and are just grinding it for whatever. Totally, and, and there was, there was that's nothing. Why they're doing it? There was nothing specifically in there that required coordination. It was more just like eh. It, there was, but well, I, could, I, I, I could see it like the you would need someone calling so that you dodged the fire correctly in the second phase sure. because yeah, it okay. does actually go in a pattern. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you would. I'm pretty sure there's a way to do it in the last phase when the ego is all rage mode. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a way to off tank that to like stop it so that one person dies and another person dies and another person dies. It did. It did but feel like we were missing something for that final phase. Um, you were missing a tank. That's what we were missing. Oh yeah. Okay. Also, <laughs> we were playing. We were, we were playing with time. the two of us um, when it should have been a three person strike. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So that like that was all that was in there, and like it's. It's good, like it's it's yeah, it's it was solid good. destiny, but it's, it's not it's not different enough. No, it does. It, it feels. Just, it, I don't know why this is a sequel. Is my yeah, point? It it feels like this should just be like. It feels but, like they should have put this out as like another destiny colon something, uh, as opposed to like destiny two. But then I guess they kind of want to, like clean slate let's try that's, something else because that's you want to get away I, from like destiny one yeah. that's probably what i think is the reasoning behind this like it doesn't feel enough about it doesn't feel like different enough like the menus and stuff and it's, it's a really um it's a really stupid thing to be pernickety about but like the menus and stuff feel like they're just evolutions of the one that's there like it doesn't feel new yeah, like it that, feels like the yeah. it feels like they generated more art for the stuff that was there um, I can't tell whether it's because it's been a while since I've played or not, but it, I felt it looked better a little bit. Yeah, I, I, it might. I, I got the feeling that it probably did. Things, like look, it was, it, things looked sharper. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But at the it, same time, it, it doesn't look like different enough, is no. the point. And, also and, then we got into, and we got into Crucible, and Crucible was exactly the same. So, like, it's, so like I, like you either I, get sniped from halfway across the map, or people slide at you with shotguns. Like, so, yeah, so there's a couple of things in there where, like, it felt like what it felt like what the Crucible was when Destiny first launched, where it was just it was just a shotgun fest. Like, if you didn't mm-hmm. have, if you didn't have a shotgun, like you weren't going to do well in the Crucible. You weren't going to do well in PvP yeah. at all. And it felt like it had gone back to that, where like if you get a shotgun and ammo for it you just completely decimate. Um, yeah. And then, because it was like, it was weird because it started as shotguns and then shotguns get nerfed early on and then it became fusion rifles. And then fusion rifles got nerfed and it just went back to shotguns again where like, yeah. you need your PvP gear and your PvP gear. If your PvP gear is not a good assault rifle and a solid shotgun, you're just not going to do well. Which, as a person who primarily played with scout rifles and sniper rifles, like I just got humped yeah. every single time until I got decent equipment to be able to actually go in there. And to be yeah, fair, like, like over, over the years, they did handle that stuff where, like, the 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 um rise by the time it got to Rise of Iron, like it felt like they had nailed that balance where like you could probably oh, yeah. get away with most stuff. But like I I fairly recently went back and watched a bunch of like people doing like flashback videos of like here's what destiny looked like before x happened yep and i watched a video of a guy using pre-nerf was it thorn 
on oh, yeah. Crucible. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That thing just seemed like the most unbalanced thing you've ever seen. Like Thorn was Thorn was, Thorn was broken for for ages, and it you could tell it was actually quite easy to tell what was broken in Destiny because you would just see it. Everyone had it, and everyone yeah, yeah. used it like in every situation. Um, Thorn was nuts for a long, long time, and then it, I, and again, like Destiny was the game where I started to care about patch notes. And there was yeah. then the day the patch hit, where it was like, yeah, we nerfed the shit out of Thorn, and you could see people going half of the internet side relief, and the other half freaked out because their suddenly their yeah. entire plan was gone, right? Um, yeah, it's it's cool. I'm I'm a little bit worried about the new weapon system, where the the power or the kinetic power and special or heavy thing, where like yeah. they don't. Yeah, well, I'll need, I'll need to see how it is in the final game because they, they gave you a pre-gen character at max level with a bunch of preset loot and or like one of every type of gun just so you could you could yeah. mess about with them. You try stuff out, yeah. So you didn't get you didn't get like a you didn't get to really experiment with stuff like you just got to fire all the guns and it was like, yep, okay, sure. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that is. Like, it, it feels like more Destiny, and I'm kind of okay with that. It is really like yeah, I'd, I'd be fine playing more Destiny. At and this it, point. Like, it's it's it's. We're now. I didn't expect to now be back in the same position I was when the first game came out. Where it was like, I hope there's a lot of this. Like, I hope the content level well, is significantly higher. Yeah, yeah, and I hope that there's enough there that will at least take us into the first expansion. Whereas, yeah, I was just like, if you I think I hope that by the fact that the thing that they're showing for their beta is a really well designed dungeon. That yeah. they've kind of got not got their shit together, but they like understand at this point what yeah, and, ho- they and hopefully want to do with that game. Yeah, and, and ho- their whole their whole timeline process is actually good this time. So yeah, so like hum- yes, and I, and I hope that their their single player is actually like it feels like a shooter campaign that which will tide you over some of that. Which if you feel like you've played like a proper shooter campaign, that will make you feel better mm-hmm. about it. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll need to see. So September eighth, that thing comes out. Also, yeah. So I ended up watching. I can't remember how I found this thing, but it was totally unrelated to. It was a it was a developer conference where they had one of the heads, um, one of the, one of the 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 tools team guys talking about the asset pipeline for Destiny, and I watched the whole thing twice, and I got I think I understand what's going on, where basically just their entire their entire build system was basically fucked, and they tried to get everything yeah. done through the same tools, and. Yeah, it, like it's kind of insane to explain. And if you're not, it's it's completely unwatchable by somebody who's not a developer. Like it's so yeah. specific about the stuff that's going in. But I kind of totally understand how the original thing was as fucked as it was in terms of content because yeah. So you they hope were, that that's been ironed out. For so it's so they they'd already launched by the time Rise of Iron came out. They'd already launched version two of that system, which significantly fixed some stuff. And then they were talking yeah. about version three which improves on again and does what they actually wanted it to do while still getting the iteration they need. So yes, okay. it, lo- it looks like they are fixing that stuff. So the, the hope is, and there's direct quotes from people at Bungie saying like, no, like we are fixing this. Like we have a live team Good. that will actually, there will, be sm- there will be smaller content drops more regularly. And it seems like they're, they're doing it. So we'll see, but that's yeah, September. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, also, like I dug into a little bit more uh, of that. Like I just kind of I went in last night um, to see if I could catch the because they opened up one of the social spaces for like an hour last night. 
Oh, sure. Um, and, I, and I missed it, but I thought I'd maybe catch the end of it, but it didn't have there. So I was poked about in menus and stuff like that. There is some stuff that's changed in there where um, there are now shaders for weapons, which is interesting. Um, and like the fusion, the infusion interface is now based on the weapon. Like it's not like a vault thing anymore. Like it's right, done on yeah. the weapon and there's some, yeah, it, it, it it's, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to more Destiny and I'm okay with that. That's yeah. fine. Um, so we should probably call it there. Uh, there's not a lot of news to talk about, and I need to read about what the fuck happened at Pokemon Go Fest before we can really talk about oh it. Oh god, that that's nuts. That yep. stuff is crazy. I, I, I will say that the the quick thing I'll say, not about Pokemon Day, but Pokemon Go. But uh, so Evo happened in oh, the time right. between. Yes. Um, very 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 good event. I heard a, a lot of people this year saying that. Yeah. Street Fighter Street Fighter Top Eight was one of the best top eights i've seen at evo like every set was amazing and it was super good and the finals were super tense and it was was really really good was that the one that was like it was upset by a lot of like unknowns had made it into top eight and stuff like that yeah there was like there were when you watched it on day one there were a bunch of people talking about how like really really famous guys had been knocked into losers by randoms and like pools and stuff like that it was crazy um Tekken was super good. I really enjoyed watching a lot of Tekken. I heard that, yeah. Um, I it, It's convinced me that I'm going to buy Tekken when I get paid and oh, try sure. it because it looks, it looks super fun and sure. really, really interesting. Um, the thing that was upsetting was like the the anime fighters, like your Blaze Blues and your Guilty Gears, sure. are normally really, really good to watch because they're just super crazy. Wasn't yep. that interesting this year, which was sad. Um, and also, this is the last and, year for MVC3, right? Yes, so NBC3 had its swan song. Uh, that game is just as boring as it is, has always been. Right. Uh, not always been, but when people like broke that game and figured out how to play it, it became super, super dull. It became less about like, oh my god, the one touch of like, this guy got a hit, so now he gets hit for 99 hit combos and is dead and all that sort of stuff. Which was the cool thing about Marvel. It's now just this weird zone control really really slow fill the screen with spam projectiles until someone gets hit thing that is just boring as shit to watch sure but um yeah so that's now dead and makes way for marvel infinite when that comes out yeah um, yeah it was, it was a really really good event i was super happy with i it. did it see i cannot remember what game it was but somebody had triggered uh like a a full health like what's the term for like a combo that will take out somebody like somebody from max health to zero there's a term for it i can't remember I mean, like, sure, okay. In one combo, but basically he started doing his, this infinite combo and the guy he was playing with, I saw the gif of it, put his controller down, take out his wallet and offer him money to stop, which I thought was yeah, no, <laughs> pretty funny. So that was that was a thing that was, it, it was on stream, but it was like a side event and it was for, it's for an older game and it was a thing that was like a known infinite. Right. So it's like, it's just a loop that this guy can do infinitely and you can't do anything about it. So it was a joke for this guy to take out his wallet and just go, look, can you just stop? Like, we know <laughs> yeah. this is where this is going. Yeah, It's yeah. just that. It was really, really funny. I really appreciated um, that. Yeah, there's a bunch of, like, cool side stuff that goes on at EVO that you just don't get to see because they don't have cams on everything. But yeah, sure. it was a really, really good event. People cool. should go. If you care at all about fighting games, you should go watch Top 8 of Street Fighter Five because yeah. it's really, really good. Is it enough where, like, somebody who doesn't follow it like me would at least get something out of it? Like, Yeah, you'd enjoy it. Like, okay. it's, it is a bunch of really really skilled people doing really really tense close matches cool. it's really good okay. yeah cool 
Um, we should wrap up because we went a bit long. But um, that's fine. So what we got over the coming week? Um, so I just realised this when I was flicking through news before we went on air. Pyre comes out tomorrow, which yep. I'd completely forgotten about, and is getting super totally good reviews. Tomorrow. So yes, um, I'm excited to play that thing. Yeah, I'll be, super super giant make amazing games. So yes. I'm excited to see. I'll, their... be, I'll, be, I'll be picking that up. Um, I finished A and B endings from Near Automata. <laughs> I have had, I have had enough conversations there where I will see all five endings of that game. I am still not particularly enjoying are you, it. Are you actually, are you actually going to keep playing it even yes. though you're not having fun? Yes, because I have I have uh-huh. been, I have on good authority that the last three are reasonably quick uh, and worth that. seeing. That's not a good reason. <laughs> no, but like I need to see where they're going with this. I need to see it. I need to see this thing. Okay. Remember we were talking about off air about like. Um, like watching TV that you just need to finish. Yeah, I'm at that point now. I've put so much time and effort into this thing. Um, I need to see it. So I'm good. that will be finished by the time we do this next. Um, so there's Pyre. Um, we're going to get you in some VR by the time we record next time so you can talk about yourself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's about everything for me, I think. Yeah. I think that should be everything. That should be it, yeah. Um, so yeah. We'll be back in two weeks, but until then, GameEngineStart.com is a website where you can find all of our stuff. Our podcasts and videos and articles will be up there. Um, we're on YouTube.com slash GameEngineStart for all our video stuff. If you want to subscribe there, you'll get stuff usually a little bit before it hits the main site. We are on Twitter and Facebook. If you search GameEngineStart on there, you'll find us. Podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch. And that's us. We will see you in two weeks. Enjoy whatever it is you're gaming, and we will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.